Hey, what is going on, everyone? What is cooking? This is Script Writer Steve. You reach my podcast, Barbecue to Movies. Today is September 22nd, 2021. It is currently 3.47 a.m. on a Wednesday morning. I am up late. Well, why don't I say I am re-up, up late. I know that's not a word. I don't need emails to tell me re-up is... Wait, is re-up a word? I think you can re-up things, can't you? Anyway, who, who the hell cares, right? Anyway, I tried to go, go to sleep around 9 p.m., got up at around 12, wide awake now, started to do some work, and here I am at 3.47 a.m., and I better do this podcast and then hit the hay, because I have another wedding to do later on today. All right, I'm going to turn this music down so I can get into my podcast here. You know, I have a lot to say that's on my mind, but boy, before I do get into the, I guess, the meat and bones of my podcast, I want to just tell you about my day a few days ago. Um, so anyway, as uh, most of you know, I own a wedding company, and for those of you who don't know, I guess you know now, right? And uh, the day before yesterday, man, talk about a very, very complicated day. Uh, everything I think that could go wrong went wrong, and luckily for myself, and I hate to toot my own horn and brag about it, but, uh, you know, I, I got through with it with a, with a smile on my face. There was a few stressful moments, but boy, did I feel that, did I, was I happy that, uh, that day before yesterday, why don't we just say that, that day was finished, because everything that could go wrong possibly went wrong. So, what did go wrong? Well, Let's just start with uh, one of my orders that I put through for uh, one of my vendors. It didn't go through as planned, and that was for my weddings. Uh, was it my fault? I think it was, you know, partially my fault, partially not. Maybe the communication was like, you know, not, not fully, uh, I guess, as good as it should have been. But you know, I always want to point the finger at myself because the buck stop, stops here at my my, um, I guess, at my desk. Uh, but the good news is that between myself and my vendor, we smoothened everything out and everything turned out perfect as far as that was concerned. And then I found out that my, the minister, not the minister, um, well, that's another thing, uh, the groom for, uh, I guess, the wedding, he had an eye infection. So he had to spend the entire day in the emergency room and then at the optometrist. And uh, I think right before the wedding started uh, or a few hours beforehand, uh, he uh, got out of the hospital got some eye drops, and his eye was fixed, but it was still infected. And uh, apparently, he had gotten an infection from sleeping with his contacts on. And I've done that before, but and I think he's done that before. And, you know, we never expect for ourselves to get our eyes infected, but that's what happened, right? <laughs> to throw even a curveball into that equation, well, my minister, at the last second, his wife, um, I guess, felt sick at work, and he had to go pick her up at work. And um, she couldn't drive home, apparently, because she was that sick. So he had to make an emergency run, and he couldn't do the wedding. Uh, luckily, I had another minister on call. Uh, well, not on call for that wedding, but a person, a minister who I could call. Why don't we just say that? And he filled in beautifully. Very, very dependable. My other minister is very dependable as well. And, you know, these kinds of things happen. Of course, the, you know, the, the bride and groom, they have no idea that all, the, all of this chaos is going on behind the scenes. And then... When I get to the wedding location, okay, the chaos is still not, you know, finished here. When I get to the wedding location, which is at a vacation rental, well, the wedding location is not that great at all. I mean, it is, uh, you know, usually I shoot beach locations or shoot like, you know, in a hotel or, or on a nice venue. 
we're shooting at the corner of this, um, a, a corner of the beach, of, of, no, I'm sorry, the corner of a residential property where uh, there's maybe a three or four foot wall there and, uh, and it overlooks the ocean and it's not very nice looking, not very nice looking at all. And uh, it's very crowded. So I don't have as much room for my video cameras and myself to stand. Luckily, I was able to pull it off and get at least some good angles. And even at this property, there's not many places to shoot at. So I was stuck in this one small area and uh, trying to figure out all different camera angles to shoot things at to, make, to get some great photos. And I got it done. So another, another successful, I guess, uh, uh, I guess another successful uh, wedding by my company. Uh, but it was, it was just a very, 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 uh, um, it wasn't easy. Why don't we just say that? It was very, very challenging. Okay. Then, uh, after all that, uh, when I come home to input the video footage, oh, wait, hold on. I need to back up. Let me back up to the actual wedding. So during the wedding, right, uh, around when the wedding started, uh, the wind blew and then it blew over one of my video cameras that were on a tripod. I mean, it took a nosedive first, I mean, right into the, uh, I guess, ground. Luckily, uh, I shoot with four video cameras. One is a redundant camera. So my redundant camera, I just quickly moved it into place. But that other camera I was planning to replace anyway. So we're going to replace it. Uh, Actually, it's already been replaced really quick because uh, we always have spare backups, you know, always on hand. Um, but again, the wind blew down the camera. Uh, none of the video footage uh, from there or even audio footage from that camera is usable at all, but it doesn't matter because, again, we have redundant systems built in place. That's why we have redundant systems all the time because when you do weddings, crap like that happens. It just does, right? So you always have to be, be prepared to you know, lose a camera, lose a lavalier microphone, you know, even to have one of your photographic cameras not work. You just have to have these things, all of these you know, um, safe stops kind of in place. But in this case, you know, all of those stops were used. You know, every single safety valve or safety trigger was triggered. <laughs> so their wedding video, their three camera coverage wedding video is going to be fine because again, I, usually I shoot with four cameras to have a redundant system in there just in case one camera goes down. And we always have two lavalier microphones just in case one of them go down. We can always grab audio from the others. And one of them went down as well too. So one of them went down because the video camera went down with that. And again, no problem whatsoever, none whatsoever. So the problems though didn't end then. When I get home, because I work from home, I work from home office. I don't have a regular, I guess, studio that I work for anymore. I used to have my own studio at one time, but that was way too expensive. Uh, now all the profit margin goes to me rather than to rent, right? Okay, so now I get home. I want to input the video footage. I start up my Avid Media Composer, Composer, which is the program that I use. And uh, this program takes forever to load. We're talking about 20 to 30 minutes. And I said, something is freaking wrong with it. And uh, I started looking at it, trying to troubleshoot it. I can't figure out why it's running like a turtle. I mean, it's running as though it's, I mean, things are, I mean, just things are, it's running as though, uh, I guess something's like really wrong with it. Now, everything else works fine. My Lightroom, my uh, uh, Google Chrome, everything else, like it can play music on. It just so happens that Avid Media Composer takes a long time to load. And then, so I decided I'm just going to restart the computer. So I just restart it. And then it takes a long time to restart as well. And I'm thinking, what in the hell is going on? I mean, really, really. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of panicking a little bit here because this is bad. So uh, 
I reinstall Avid, and that doesn't work. It still runs slow. Um, I do a system restore. That doesn't work because all of a sudden when I do a system restore, Avid doesn't work anymore. <laughs> and then I have to reinstall Google Chrome. And the, prog- and, the, and the program is still running slow. So I reinstall a newer, newer version of Avid Symphony, and it's still as slow as a snail. Finally, I tell myself, you know what? I'm going to look on Google to see if I can find a similar problem to this. And there, and there in letters and bright letters and everything like this, apparently this is a common thing that's been going on with Avid. And what's happening is that for some reason, when you use external drives, whether it's an external hard drive or a, a, an SD card or anything like that, sometimes when you reboot a computer, it adds, it adds an extra slash for some reason, at the end of the hard drive name. And Avid, specifically Avid, and also your, your own computer, your own computer has some problems recognizing, uh, I, guess these, I guess, these foreign external objects uh, that, are, that are usually uh, plug-and-play uh, and easily recognizable for your Windows system. And that's what I use. I use Windows 10. So uh, what, I, what I had to do was just, all I had to do is unplug the SD cards and the external hard drive. And lo and behold, as soon as I did that, Avid pops up and it's running lightning quick. And my computer runs like brand new again, once again, like as though it's a lightning quick. And um, yeah, now I figured out the problem because every now and then I noticed that Avid would take a long time to load. And now I know why. Now I know exactly why. So, and also I know why my my Windows 10 took a while to boot up because, again, my the SD card that I had put in there previously, I guess there for some reason it was mislabeled. And uh, when I put it in there just recently again, uh, everything worked fine, so it was just that one time. And now that day was over and uh, every, I could exhale, luckily, and uh, nothing went wrong from that then and there out. So that was my day. Wow, what a freaking day. So I'm sorry if I, you guys just... You know, I lost you at that second there, or for that long 10-minute, I guess, you know, bloviation, if, even if that's a word. Uh, but, you know, I just, uh, I just had to get that off of my chest here uh, because, um, not chest hair, my chest, H-E-R-E, my chest here. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have chest hair, I'm Chinese. Okay, but anyway, I just, I just had to get that off of my mind because it was just, I needed, I needed it to exit my mouth in order to, I guess, uh, so I could move on from it. Why don't we just say that? Uh, you know, the funny thing about these podcasts, uh, they're kind of like journals to me. So, uh, you know, I don't write a daily journal and sometimes I like to share my personal life of what's going on. I know this is a little public here, so it's not really a private journal. And, um, so I can't really say a lot of things that are all, all, all on my mind. I can't disclose hundred percent of everything, but I, you know, in a way, I would say it's a little bit like therapy in a way because you can kind of talk it out even though I'm really not having an interactive conversation with anyone. But it's a, it's pretty cool, just to be honest. So what is this show going to be about? Huh. Well, there's a lot of topics we can talk about right now. Um, you know, what? what's really on my mind is just the price of everything. So that's what I, what I really want to talk about. I was going to talk about Gabby Patino and this guy Brian Laundry. Uh, why don't we just uh, why don't we do this with with that a whole topic? I'm going to address. I was going to talk about that topic today, um, but right now we are still in a holding pattern of what happens with this case because today there hasn't been much news other than 
Um, Gabby Patino's body has been confirmed. Uh, unfortunately, she's no longer with us. Um, that is 100% now confirmed, and the coroner there has wrote it as a homicide. Um, and more than likely, Brian uh, Laundry, and apparently I found out how to say his last name, is it Landry or Laundry? Um, a lot of people have been pronouncing it in two different ways. Let's just call him Laundry because he has to, been, he has to be taken out like dirty laundry, all right? Uh, but anyway, um, he is missing as well, and uh, I'm not sure if it's a murder-suicide thing where he wanted, he wanted to kill himself by death by hiking, but I do think he's on the run. I really do think he's on the run. Um, I saw a few news articles. Apparently, uh, there's a person that looks like him that has been caught on a deer cam, one of those night vision deer cams. And uh, he seems to be backpacking around and uh, just trying to, you know, just I think he's trying to lose the police. And I think he's trying to disappear in the mountains or something like that or to live off the land. Maybe maybe he'll be successful at it. I don't know. Um, I think this is a guy who can kind of blend in rather easily because, you know, when he first when you first saw a picture of him, he had a beard and he was bald. So all he has to do is shave his beard and all of us and then just grow a little hair, maybe wear a cap, and I don't think any one of us could, you know, identify him if we saw if we stood right next to him. I think he would be just normal. Um, so. I think he can kind of blend in with the public rather easily. And I think if he is alive, um, I think he can actually play, um, hide in plain sight. Really, it's, it's pretty that easy. Um, now, did he murder uh, Gabby? All signs point to yes. So I really don't think there's a, you know, a need for a further, um, I, guess, uh, a, I guess, investigation on my side. I've already jumped to that conclusion, even though I was saying we shouldn't. I think we already have all the evidence that we need just from his, just from his actions. Um, but he is he is entitled to his innocence until proven until he's proven guilty in court. But that's the court to say, right? I am pretty confident in my assumptions here, in my speculation here, and I think you are as well. Uh, we can all hop on the same bandwagon here. So I'm going to cut to commercial. Now, when I get back, we're going to put that Gabby and Patino case on on hold right there until we get more information. Uh, But we're going to talk about the price of everything, more so inflation, because everything is going up. Everything. And um, this administration, they're doing absolutely nothing about it. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So if you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So that's dream, weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out, dot com. Have you paid a trip to the supermarket lately? Maybe Costco? Or maybe stood in line to buy some gas over at the Costco gas line because Costco is the cheapest place where you can get gas? <sighs> Prices are going up and up and up. Oh, 
It's bad, people, right? It's really, really bad. The price of homes are just skyrocketing. The price of a brisket. Oh, my God. Let me get into that. So I paid a trip to Costco the other day. And uh, my mouth, my jaw almost dropped onto the floor. I literally had to pick it up off the ground before some other crazy Costco shopper stepped on it. Because the price of a brisket per pound was $5.99 a pound. Uh, Before Joe Biden took office, it was $3.14 a pound. And it creeped up to $3.49 a pound right when Trump was leaving office. And now it's $5.99 a pound. That's almost 100%. This is crazy. Now, if you track back to maybe a year before COVID hit, the price of brisket was maybe around $2.49 a pound. That's extremely low. So if we, you know, if, if we uh, carbon date our prices a little, right, why don't we just say that prices are way over 100% from where they should be right now? Because prices should not be this high. Not at all. Absolutely not at all. Because there's a surplus in beef. There's a surplus in chicken. There's a surplus in almost everything out there. So why is the prices, why are the prices so high? Now, I'll tell you what, part of me wants to say that inflation is back with a vengeance, right? Because that's the cliche. When anything is back, you always say, it's back with a vengeance. Well, first of all, inflation really wasn't here, you know, too much uh, throughout all of the, uh, throughout all of the presidents other than Carter, Uh, even under Obama, Bill Clinton, George Bush, uh, junior, senior, Reagan years, inflation didn't hit us too bad. Now, it's here. But according to the Consumer Price Index, it's, you know we've had it somewhat worse, especially during the Obama years. But um, it's worse. It's a lot worse now. It's a lot worse now. And um, I'm looking at the graph right here in front of me, and they're saying that in inflation right now or the economy is growing at a 5.3 5.3 I'm sorry about 5.3% rate right now as of hold on let me take a look at this as of August 2021 <sighs> do you think your price of everything you buy has only gone up by 5.3% I don't think so not at all the price of a home in California, the average price of a home in California is nearing $1 million. And I think in some areas, it's over $1 million right now. Uh, the price of a home here in Hawaii is $1.05 million. And th- that can get you a, a fixer-upper that maybe you know that has some termite damage to it or you have to remodel the living room, tear out the carpets, maybe redo the roof. That's what you're going to get for $1.05 million here in Hawaii. Okay. Um, a year and a half ago was maybe about 800000 or maybe a little bit above that. You know, the price of homes are just skyrocketing here. And I tell you what, this is my honest uh, opinion or my honest observation that a kid coming out of college right now, out of University of Hawaii or anywhere that wants to start their life here in our 50th state or maybe in California um, or maybe in a liberal city. Why don't we just say that, right? A liberal city. 
They can't do it because the price of real estate, the price and the cost of living is just out of control. It is completely out of control. Now, again, I would like to say inflation is back with a vengeance, but it's not really back. This was created. We're seeing inflation as we've never seen it before. And this whole consumer price index, this whole CPI index, which was created by the Bureau of Labor Labor and Statistics, or whatever they like to call themselves, the BLS, the way they calculate inflation is completely BS, completely bull S. Now, how do they calculate inflation? Well, so what they do is that, I'm going to read this from their website, um, the CPI is constructed each month using 80,000 items in a fixed basket of goods and services representing what Americans buy in their everyday lives, from gasoline at the pump to apples at the grocery store to cable TV fees and doctor visits. The BLS uses a survey of American families called the Consumer Expenditure Survey to determine which items go in the basket, and how much weight is assigned to each item. Oh, so each of these 80,000 items have a weight assigned to them. So this is a weighted average. Huh, okay. Different prices are weighted according to how important they are to the average consumer. For instance, Americans spend more on chicken than tofu, so changes in the price of chicken have a greater impact on the CPI than tofu. Okay, all right, I can kind of see that, but that still doesn't explain why. You have to have 80,000 freaking items. Why don't we just take the major items, such as the average price of food, gas, and real estate, or rent. Apparently, they don't include, in these 80,000 items, real estate is not included in there. Rent is not included in there. And by the way, gasoline is included, but it's not weighted very heavily. Isn't that crazy? We all know for a fact that our dollar does not stretch very far these days. Not at all. You know, one time before, I remember when I was, um, I guess when I was younger, I could head to McDonald's and spend $5 on an extra value meal. Five dollars would get me a large Coke, large fries, and um, a Big Mac. And I thought five dollars. I, I thought, man, that was such a good deal. Now your extra value meal cost to ten, cost close to ten dollars. Here in Hawaii, I think I've seen the prices over in Waikiki, close to fifteen dollars for for uh, an extra value meal. That is crazy. That is nuts. I mean, how can you live here in Hawaii with the price of rent, the price of real estate going up here, and your extra value meal costs close to $15? That doesn't make any sense to me. And here's the worst part about it. Wages are not going up. Not at all. In fact, they're going down. (laughs) it's, it's It's not a pretty picture, people. It's not a pretty picture. And the worst part about it is that Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, everyone there in the Biden administration, why don't we just point the finger at all of them? They're not doing anything or even mentioning this at 
any of their news conferences. I mean, none whatsoever. I mean, they care more about climate change um, and getting everyone vaccinated than they do about the cost of, of everything going up. I mean, what good is being healthy? I mean, why don't we just say, okay, yeah, yes, we're healthy, but we can't aff- if we can't afford to live in America and make a living, if um, you open up a business and you can't hire any employees because they don't want to work because the government will just issue them a check every single week, and, um, and, and, and on top of that, the government wants to get rid of the minimum wage job, so you don't have a starting wage for you know people who have no skills whatsoever. You you really have a problem here. You really really have a problem. And Joe Biden and his whole administration, they would rather focus on make believe issues such as white supremacy, uh, global warming, uh, crowded stadiums, co- you know, crowded college football stadiums, rather than focusing on the cost of goods, the cost of real estate rising, the cost of water rising, right? They would rather focus on that. Um, I mean, they, they, wouldn't, they would rather focus on climate change than that. I mean, a hurricane hits. Uh, Cal- a hurricane hits, not California. A hurricane hits the whole East Coast, right? From Louisiana on and on up. Okay, it, it creates a lot of damage. But people can recover from that. If... The price of lumber is affordable, but right now the price of lumber is through the roof. So what happens if your whole town is destroyed and now you have to build back, but you can't build back better, Joe Biden, if everything is more expensive? (sighs) I keep asking myself, where do we go from here? I mean, can we actually stand three more years of this? I mean, is, are we actually living better now? I mean, is this building back better? I, mean, I think we all have to ask ourselves that, right? I mean, my family, they were going to build an extension, or not really an extension, uh, an entertainment um, center to our house. And we were given a quote under $100,000. And we, saw, we thought, okay, it's, it's pretty good. So my parents were going to go forward with it. And um, by the time they came back and they were ready to start, the price of that entertainment center got to around $250,000. $250,000 because the price of lumber and the price of pouring concrete and the price of and the labor cost of getting all these you know, people who wanted to work together uh, just went up because a lot of people in the construction industry, they just don't want to work. They would rather get, you know, they would rather get unemployment at this time. So to get them off their ass, you have to pay them more. It, it's, it's, um, it's frustrating, people. It's getting very, very, very frustrating. I'm not sure how you know, people are going to make a living. Uh, here at Dream Weddings Hawaii, we haven't raised our prices yet, but we're going to. You know, the price of a limousine, um, I guess uh, the price of a limousine trip from town over to Koalina, and that's on the west shore of Oahu. Uh, before COVID, it was $250, and even then, that was considered pretty high. The limousines had to keep their prices low um, due to competition from Uber and uh, Lyft. Well, uh, now, the price of a limousine uh, trip from town 
to Colina is around $500. <laughs> that is crazy. The price of a bouquet has gone up as well, about $50. So before, at one time, I could actually sell you know a, a pretty good bouquet for about $90 a bouquet, and I thought that was pretty high. Now it's it's up at around anywhere between 145 for petite to 175 for a full hand tied bouquet, and that no one's getting richer at all because of this, right? It's just that the price of flowers have just has just gone up that high. You know the price of a Miley Lay? Okay, so what what is a Miley Lay? A Miley Lay is a green vine um, that is braided. Um, and draped around the groom's neck during a wedding, during a local wedding. It looks really nice, okay? So I would charge um, around $50 for it. Um, the price of this at one time was around $35. So I'd make about $15 from it. Uh, the price for a Miley Lay right now is around $55. That's higher than, than what I charged for. So... <laughs> You're right. I'm still honoring my Miley Lay prices that are that had I, um, that I had, that my wedding couples had booked pre-COVID, um, but I had to raise it to around seventy-five dollars now. Um, on some of my weddings, though, which I still honor the fifty-dollar price, I am losing five dollars per Miley Lay that I get that I um, that I offer. That's not pretty because they all they all add up. Uh, it, it's. Um, this is just crazy. I'm not sure how much longer we can do, do this at all. And again, my profit margins, again, at my profit margins are less right now than they were before, even though, though, even though the prices are higher than they were before. <laughs> it's not good, people. It's really, really not good. I mean, I think the price of my ministry services, the price of my photography, Everything's going to have to go up because the cost of living here in Hawaii is just skyrocketing. And the cost of living across America is just skyrocketing. I don't know what we're going to do. This is really, really bad. I think there's an epidemic of inflation. And it's brought to you by Joe Biden because of stupidity. Now, how did we get here? How did we get here? Well, number one, uh, Joe Biden created a workforce that wanted to stay home. Right. So, and, and that was the, and, and I'll be very honest with you, staying home and not working, that is technically the smarter and more financial, uh, smarter play for a lot of employees out there. I remember I went to this one, um, uh, this, I think I went to a farmer's market just recently. I think it was about three weeks ago. And, uh, and at one of the tents, I started talking with one of the, the people who ran it. They were employees of, I guess they're a flight attendants of our local airline here. And they said, well, uh, they didn't have to go back to work. So they were, they were on unemployment and they've been on unemployment since COVID. And they don't want to go back until COVID completely blows over, but they still get money from there. So on their side gig, what they're doing right now is that they're opening up a farmer's market little, little um, food tent over there and making some money off of that too. So they're kind of doubling down. And... Um, and they're saying, well, they can do this because you know they're not. There's not as many flights out there. Um, there's like, uh, and again, they're using COVID as an excuse to not work. And these people are getting some pretty good money. And again, 
This is all brought to you, brought to you by um, Joe Biden. It's not good. Even though it's a private company, these companies are getting paid to keep workers at home. Because when you keep workers at home, you do get some type of pandemic, um, I guess, emergency money out there that you can actually pay your employees not to work. I remember when um, COVID first hit, I was offered something like that. Um, but again, I'm the only employee out there. So so for me, I mean, everyone else is contracted. So it, it, it didn't really work for me. But again, if I had employees out there, I could offer to them and they could stay home and uh, I would pay them money to stay home and the government would reimburse me for that money. And that still goes on to this very day. Other than that, there, the, there's like a lot of regulations that Joe Biden, uh, I guess, reenacted uh, just out of spite because he hates Trump. And all of these things, especially on the energy industry, uh, just caused the price of oil to skyrocket. And right now, we are no longer energy independent at all. Um, Joe Biden is asking OPEC to pump more oil because, you know, we can't pump more oil here uh, because he's restricted um, I guess oil from being pumped. He's restricted oils from, uh, I guess, uh, I guess, land, I guess, um, certain federal lands from being fracked on or being drilled upon. Um, it's just really bad altogether, all around. So the price of oil is just going through the roof. And then on top of that, you have the price of lumber going through the roof too. So, I mean, everything. And it's all because of Joe Biden. All of his different regulations and policies, every single executive order that he's done uh, has made business almost impossible to operate here in, I guess, the world. I mean, it's not just America, because his policies has also affected Canada. These all, they've also affected France. They've also affected Australia. I mean, it's everywhere, because it's, you know, America, we're the top economy out there. So when we move, they move as well. <sighs> People. It, it's getting bad. I mean, I'm not just saying that just to say things, right? You know it's getting bad. I know it's getting bad. I mean, I just keep questioning myself, how much longer can we hold on? How much longer, you know, till Americans really start rioting in the streets? Because, you know, what if, what if gas prices get up to $10 a gallon? I, I mean, I know that sounds pretty crazy, but what if it happens there? Because, you know, under Obama, the, he, he said that, uh, I guess with global warming, he wants gas prices to skyrocket, to make driving a gas car unaffordable. I, I mean, is that the end game to this Biden administration? To, to get us off gas, to get us off gas cars so we could, so we have to, we are, we're forced to buy Teslas, right? Is that, is that his end game? I mean, could it be? It could be. He is that stupid. I mean, all right now, uh, I, right now, the Biden administration, they're littered with academic know-nothings, you know, academic intellects um, who are putting their academic philosophies, um, I guess, front and center and failing and, and finding out that their, that their academic philo uh, philosophies only work in a controlled bubble in the, in the universities. And they're finding that it's failing, but they're not, their ego is so large, they don't want to admit that they're driving America into the ground with their stupid theories. Most of these people who work for um, Biden, 
none of them, absolutely none of them, has taken a thought, an idea from the kitchen table, created a service or a widget, and then sold it to the consumers out there. Most of them are either politicians, lawyers, or university professors. You know, people who don't, lawyers, I hate to say it, lawyers don't create anything. A lot of times I think if lawyers, if, if we had a, if America was a country without lawyers, maybe in some cases we would be better off. Really, I do. Because they only take. You know, that's all they do. And the only reason why you hire out lawyers is to protect yourself from other lawyers, right? You know, I'm sure lawyers do serve a purpose, especially when it comes to crime and when it comes to some type of laws out there. But boy, is that profession abused more often than it is than it is for, for the benefit of Americans. Why don't we, why don't we just say that? Um, politicians, what do they have to actually offer to, uh, to us other than being popular? Most of the politicians in the swamp uh, over there in D.C. are just out for themselves. And what are we fed day in, day out, day in, day out? We're, all, we're always fed um, talking points uh, and and. I guess talking points about uh, conflicts in America that are not substantial. Again, like white supremacy, um, white supremacy, global warming, um, Trump supporters. White, yeah, I, I mean, and and also cops. You know, cops are the are the real big problem, and also and now college football games and those who don't wear a mask. I mean, these and these are the major problems with America right now, according to Joe Biden. Um, not crime, uh, not homelessness, not inflation, uh, not the rising price of real estate, not the rising price of food, not the rising price of gas. No, not that whatsoever. Not the southern border crisis and not the Taliban. It's none of that, none of that at all. It's all global warming, white supremacist, cops, you know, anything out there to trigger liberal voters to vote for him again. <sighs> All right, people. It's 4.46 a.m. I better get off this podcast. I better go to bed. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon. All right, everyone. That's it for today. I had fun podcasting. If you like what you hear, please share my podcast. If you can't find me, look on your favorite podcast platform and look for... BBQ2 Movies. That's BBQ T-O Movies. Yeah, the T-O is not the number two, by the way. It is T-O, like Terrell Owens. So that's BBQ2 Movies. Catch you around.